0: Uh, A while ago, we had a special major spoilers episode of our behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And the episode was titled X-Men Envy.
1: Oh, yeah, the Heroes episode?
0: Yeah, where we were kind of talking about how Heroes is ripping off
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, X-Men. And how, you know, it kind of detracts from what we're doing. And that really, I was surprised... I thought a lot of people would kind of go along with what we were saying, but it mm-hmm. started off kind of, not a flame war, but it really started a wildfire of comments. Yeah. From people saying everything from, well, considering the size of the people that are watching Heroes, only maybe 1% of those have ever read the book, so, you know, this is not a ripoff to them. Right. And one person went so far as to really kind of, I don't want to say take us to task, but kind of rent, rant. Uh, for a little bit on, um, and this is from, who is it from, Ernie is what I want to say, let me find it here really quick, Charlie, Charlie says, I'm writing this more as an X-Men fan than a Heroes fan, secondly, hopefully I won't be uh, betray my fanboyish instincts and, and get all ranty, uh, I'm a heroes fan since episode one in aired. I'm an X-Men fan for way longer since spring of 93. Ugh, sorry there, uh, Charlie. That's a bad time to be an X-Men fan.
1: <laughs> now don't start. <laughs> I, that's probably around when I started reading X-Men.
0: Yeah. Uh, I got a, I don't have a wonderful, I, I've not got a wonderful memory. So when you cast allusions to heroes blatantly ripping off X-Men, I was trying to remember where exactly they were ripping it off from. The Fly, which obviously isn't an X-Men thing, but it's right. something that I that I mentioned, uh, the movie, uh, that was handled way too similarly, and my hope is that they don't divert or that they divert from it as soon as possible, preferably within the second part of Eclipse, with just, which just aired uh, on Monday night. Was it the Hellfire Club? Ripped off of the Avengers, of course, tried recruiting Nathan... Uh, Petrelli? No, that hadn't happened. Oh, uh, is it the virus which only affects the heroes which would make them extinct? Oh wait, that's the legacy virus, and that wouldn't wipe out mankind. How about the uh, phalanx uh, uh, what is it? Phalanx 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 Convent, the twelve E for extinction? Not really. So he's been trying to tear his mind out, or his hair out, trying to figure out what you mean by ripping off the X-Men. And I think up on the Major Spoilers Forum, and if people haven't been to the forum, there are some really great discussions going on uh, related to everything that we talk about, and mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have to be comments that people are posting uh, onto the articles. Uh, but this is one that Charlie uh, put up there. I think it's Charlie put up there. And Rodrigo, you had a really good kind of uh, explanation uh, for that. That I that I thought maybe you could share. What do we mean by what? Is, what is the difference between a
1: ripoff and an homage? Right. You basically the way I see it, you have. Um you have a rip-off, or, or you, you have an homage, or um, as we were talking on the forums in music terms, kind of a cover. Right. Um, actually, it's it, that's basically a different thing, too. You can have a cover, essentially, which is somebody saying, this is this song. It's still Sympathy for the Devil. Right. We're just doing this thing with it. Right. This is our version all, of it. All hail the Rolling Stones, but right. we're going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Then you have... An homage, which is here's this crazy song that I wrote, but halfway through it, I'm going to throw in the uh, this a a keyboard synth that sounds like something from Rush. So uh, specifically, is an homage.
0: Okay, so let's uh, so the um, Aerosmith remake that the rap version is that an homage or a cover? I I don't think that's either
1: because that's still uh, Aerosmith doing it. Well, yeah, that's really that's it's kind of Aerosmith covering Aerosmith, right? Even with Run DMC in there. Okay, so then what about then?
0: Uh, The things that we hear on another podcast, like uh, the Brian Ibbitt Coverville podcast, which all he plays is cover songs, Mm -hmm. and you'll find everything in there has been done by somebody else, maybe in a different style, but still the same song, the same word kind of thing, same kind of feeling. Those are good covers. What about when we get into the perfect example that you had with Queen, uh, with um, Pressure, right? with with David Bowie? Under pressure. Pressure. Coming down on me.
1: And everybody knows the song. Ding, 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 dida, ding, ding. Twr. Right. Ding, 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 dida, ding. Which then ding. was uh, presumably from a completely different direction. Vanilla Eyes just mysteriously uh, came up with this uh, chord progression and, right. and, and little bass ditty. Right. And wrote Ice Ice Baby over it. Right. That, I do see as a ripoff because it's him saying, no, 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 this is not under pressure. See, because under pressure is dun 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 and mine goes dun 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 Right. Um. So, that is, you know, that that is him saying, no, I came up with this, even though he's blatantly taking from something that was created okay. before. So, then how would we take Queen's pressure and make that in, as an homage? Well, you would say, this is under pressure by Queen. Okay. Uh, oh. As an homage, you would say, okay, here's a song I wrote, and at 3.45.27, I I throw in dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun once, and that's my way of tipping my hat to Freddie Mercury's mustache.
0: Okay. All right. So then, let's look at Heroes, then.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How does that move from a rip-off? Is it a rip-off, a cover,
1: or an homage, then? I think, to me, Heroes feels like a ripoff. Why? Because... It's not, say, for example, let's say you were watching an episode of Doctor Who, Uh Um, and then halfway through Doctor Who, they said, you know, uh, they were like, well, how are we going to get out of here? And Doctor Who is like, I don't know, what do you expect me to do? Grow adamantium claws out of my hands and tear my way out of here? Right. That would be an homage that the writers would put into the X-Men. Right.
0: And so uh, in the X-Men movie, Mm -hmm. when they're all dressed up in those tight leather in the very first movie, and they're getting ready to fly off to Liberty Island, Mm -hmm. and Wolverine is looking around going, you mean you guys actually go out in public in this? And Cyclops turns around and
1: says, well, what would you rather us wear? Yellow and blue spandex? An homage would be, have you seen um, Flushed Away? Yes. In Flushed Away, you know, Hugh Jackman does the, the voice right. for R- Roddy St. James or whatever <laughs> the <that> master's <my laughs> name right. is. There is a part where he is deciding what he's going to wear and he pulls out, I think, a cowboy outfit uh-huh. and a Wolverine outfit because uh-huh. uh, Hugh Jackman was in Oklahoma and in X-Men. Right. So that right there is their quick little tip of the hat right. to X-Men and right. Oklahoma. Right. I think. So, but again,
0: a little nod to, right. to that's this That's what kind of a, That's
1: essentially what an homage is.
0: Okay. So isn't then an homage that... Here is a collection of mutants, which Mm -hmm. is what Heroes is. It's a collection of people that have mutated to a new level of person uh, who suddenly develop these powers who, if they are found out, would be ostracized or would be hunted down or chased Mm -hmm. down. And there are people
1: trying to weaponize them.
0: Right. And there is a group of people that are trying to to have them do good and a group of people that are trying to have them do bad. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a... A trope you know Mm -hmm. that would be a very basic trope so if we looked at it from that level of what heroes is is that then even in the ballpark of a ripoff if Uh, we look at it from that point because we've seen that story told a hundred different ways in a hundred different places
1: we have but it comes way too close to the X-Men because if you were like in a fantasy world there are these people who develop these magic abilities right and that's one thing if you were in like in the space opera type situation this happens, mm-hmm. but here is people in the real, quote-unquote, real world. Right. New um, York. New York. In New York, of course, because yeah. everything happens in New York, um, who are in their late teens, into their 20s, you know, no older than 30. Right. Um, who are developing these very specific powers, flight, regeneration. flame throwing. F- yeah fire uh, fire all that stuff. Yeah. classic ice c- classic superhero powers right. specifically right um it just you know they don't choose their powers, they didn't get their powers through an accident or anything like right. that right you know it is very much they're developing these powers as they hit this particular point in their lives that's the x men okay that is right. mutant that it's you know marvels okay, so mutant. then
0: still, why is that not a homage? Why is it a rip-off? Is it because they're not... Is it because they are not saying, hey, we realize that this came from the X-Men and so we're trying to... Because they're
1: not giving it credit because it's the basis of the show. It's like saying, you know, a a movie in which there is, out in space, there is this young man using this strange power that he has in order to overthrow his father, um, you know, and they all fight with you know glowing weaponry that would that's that's a ripoff of star wars because it's it's so close to it and as long and especially if they don't say oh yeah we were we uh we were following star wars i'll give you another example there was this real brief show that was on that was about um tabloids and kind of the weekly world news oh yeah
0: this was the one with uh courtney thorn or not courtney thornsmith um um, but no, What's it's on? not Dirt. It's Oh, it's, it's not, not, dirt? not the Courtney okay. Cox one. Yeah, Courtney Courtney Thorne Smith, that's a different show.
1: Um it was this thing about basically these guys go out and they're actual reporters for a tabloid and all the stuff they see is true. Oh, okay. And it during interviews they would say, "Yeah, you know, our biggest, you know, we're obviously inspired by the tabloids, we're inspired by like old Lovecraft stuff." Mm-hmm. And they never said and also Men in Black, one of the biggest plot points of Men in Black is that all that stuff that they see in the tabloids is actually true. Right. And it's due to aliens. Right. Um, And they just totally skipped over it, even though it's almost painfully clear that they were sitting there and they're like, that's the basis of a show right there, this little throwaway thing in Men in Black. We can make a whole show out of this. But don't you, if you, I mean, you run into this risk then of
0: saying, well, and this was done in, what, 1899, everything that has been invented Anything that could yeah. be invented has been invented, so we might as well shut down the patent office, and of course, you know, 100 sure. years later, it's it's totally different. Uh, you can't really, I mean, there's all, always going to be a different take on
1: an idea. Correct. There's always going to be a different take on an idea. Heroes is not a different take from X-Men. It is the same take. How so? I mean, we don't have it a guy in a
0: wheelchair that's bald with the mental memories going,
1: come to me, my X-Men. No, you have a, a guy who's standing up, who's bald, doing that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's different characters, um, and it's slightly different characters, right? Because the powers, it, it's like you just sw- switch around the powers and the personalities, right? But you know, all the all the the characters that you've seen in the X Men are there, and the, and those kind of situations are still there. It's. The premise of the show is the same as the X Men. Right. You know, obviously, the, the situation, they can't approximate it so much that it's obviously the X Men. Right. I mean, you but can't have somebody about, have these right. spikes come out of his fist but and all they've of a sudden. They have come about as close as they possibly can.
0: So, I guess one of the other people commenting in the forums or commenting up on the website is, well, give me some specific examples beyond these character tropish kind of things that, you know, everybody's already done it and everything else from wanted down to uh, the boys. Uh, we talked about this in depth where here you have, you know, the, the tank, the mm-hmm. paladin, you know, all these people in the, in the superhero group. Well, that's the J- Justice League and that's been mm-hmm. done so many times. What are some specific plot points? And I'm not a, a huge X-Men person and Matthew would probably be able to go a little bit deeper into this. But have they pulled actual plots from X-Men storylines and put them into heroes to where it's even more obvious that, oh, my God, this is what, what they're doing? Can you point to anything like that?
1: Well, Matthew had a couple good examples, sort of the the whole, like, Kitty Pride going back in time and back into herself. Um, there was something, um...
0: But they haven't pulled, like, super things that no, are just, obvious that everybody would go, oh, yeah, I remember this story.
1: No, but I do specifically kind of remember stuff from Generation X, because Peter Petroli is essentially sync right. from Generation X. Mm-hmm. And just... Random thing like, things that I've seen in episodes, and I haven't watched the entirety of Heroes. Uh-huh. Uh, partially because it's turned me off, because it just feels so similar. Um, but isn't that kind of cool, though, at the same time, where it's like,
0: hey, I get to watch an X-Men series without being burdened with Wolverine or Cyclops or Jean Grey or the Beast or whoever. Doesn't that kind of make it also that kind of much more
1: interesting? Mm, not to me. Okay. Because I do like the X-Men you know, and I like I like Wolverine and Cyclops and, and Jean Grey. And I feel that here's somebody who's making money off of somebody else's idea. And even if the guy who came up with the idea is making plenty of money and he doesn't need it and blah, blah, blah. Right. He, he is... I feel that Heroes steals from the X-Men and steals from a lot of other stuff. I feel that a lot of stuff that's going on right now in movies and TV very freely borrow from comic books because... They know that most of the people that are going to be watching it haven't read those stories. Okay. So then...
0: Unless we're going to talk about this in the other show, and for those of you that are listening now, we talked about it way back in episode 60. The problem with zombie movies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whether it be 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead, uh, Walking Dead, is they all have the same thing going on mm-hmm. right so if we look at the dawn of the dead or the night of the living dead all these george romero zomb- zombie movies mm-hmm. and we compare that to what happens in the walking dead and we compare that to what happens in 28 days later and i don't know when 28 days later in the first walking dead book came out but they start out the exact same way man wakes up in the hospital doesn't know what's going on uh stumbles about all of a sudden zombies right exactly Yep. Exactly. As Walking Dead progresses, uh, he finds the enclave that he is going to travel around with, and they're mm-hmm. going to form together and, and form their own little band. And they, they get into a, a zombie prison, and they, they're going to hole up there, just like in a mall that we've seen a hundred different times mm-hmm. in every other single zombie movie that's out there. And eventually they're going to go crazy a little bit, and they're going to want to go out and explore their surroundings. And they do. And then we come across, and I forget whether it was... Day of the Dead, or Afternoon of the Dead, or Twilight of the Dead, or, you know, Late (laughs) Afternoon of the Dead. Tuesday
1: of the Dead.
0: But, you know, there's this, uh, this this general kind of military mm-hmm. group of people that are going around and, and rattling their sabers and wanting to do things their way. And if if this group yeah. of people doesn't want to join us, that too. happens in 28 Days Later, and it happens in Walking Dead. So mm-hmm. then is Robert Kirkman stealing from these other zombie ideas? Is he paying homage to him? Is he presenting them in a different way? How come he's not having to pay George Romero money mm-hmm. for taking these zombie ideas and incorporating them in his method.
1: Well, he might well be he might well be just kind of stealing these ideas. I think uh you know you you have structures and you have archetypes. You can say that th- you you can have 10,000 zombie movies that follow the same plot line. Right. Sort of and it gets um, old. Yeah, uh, sort of, you know, a character starts up, suddenly realizes that there are zombies, goes someplace safe, meets up with a bunch of people. And eventually they try to escape and basically all die in the process. Right. That's that's your basic zombie movie there. And right. that's vague enough that you can, in the process, you can have all kinds of creepy things happen. So that's our archetype. That's that's your okay. archetype.
0: So now let's fill in some other stuff. Okay, man wakes up, it's a zombie world. Right. Uh, where does he wake up at? Um, well, if you're unconscious, you probably just wouldn't wake up in the morning like in Dawn of the Dead. Right. Where she wakes up and the little girl's in the house and goes all nutsoid uh le- let 's put them in a hospital that 's a place where people might wake mm-hmm. up and nothing's going on. well, you know that 's already been done in twenty eight days later and walking dead. How would that work in in your in your movie well i don 't know, but it just seems like an obvious place to start
1: right so then are, am one, I now ripping fine. off then or not as long as that 's the only thing, and then they go somewhere else where you haven 't gone before right
0: and so as the guy as the guy journeys, he comes across uh a group of people that are holed up in. I don't know, a grocery store. Right. And so in that grocery store, we have an old couple. Mm -hmm. We have the hot young girl. Mm -hmm. We have the pregnant woman. Mm -hmm. We have the angry black man. Right. And we have, uh, I don't know, uh, younglings, children. Yeah, a a child. Okay. At least least one, one or two children. Okay. And
1: possibly your grizzled veteran.
0: Right. Okay. So now we've seen all these characters before in every other apocalyptic movie are we ripping off are we homaging or are we still in the archetype mode
1: uh it, it, then at that point it it gets iffy because there are more archetypes i mean you can you can have a lot of archetypes in there you can take out um, Let's take out Pregnant Woman, because you can take out pregnant you know, it's going to be obvious that she's going to
0: have the zombie baby, and right. we're going to have to kill, which has been done bum, 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 in everything before.
1: You can, you can take your angry black man and make him a scrawny black nerd. Okay. Um, you can have your angry man be some other race. Okay. You, know, you, can, you can take the characters and tweak them and change them and give them their own personality. Still stick to the archetypes. But isn't that what Heroes
0: is doing? Sort of okay. I'm I'm just. I'm not. I'm not trying to disagree with you. I'm not trying to shoot a. You know, bring you down in a bunch of flames. I'm just trying to figure out where do we where do we go from this nebulous cloud of ideas down to something that Marvel could say. You know what, NPC, you might want to pay us a big chunk of change for stealing our ideas.
1: Well, and and honestly, it's hard to prove. It would be hard to prove that, right? It's hard to prove and. It's different for everybody. I mean, we we've had people, you know, just sort of talking back and forth on the forums who are like, Well, first off, who cares? Right. You know, it's like I if you can show me this story with X Men and then show me the story with heroes, and then show me this story with another group of characters. I don't care. I, I try to not come in with any expectations right. or any familiarity, you know, that kind of thing. And that's you know, to a certain degree if you can do that, that's fine. If that's your opinion, that's cool. It's it's you know, your own deal. I feel that um hero specifically is trying to strip ideas because because it's a very specific right context and it's kind of a narrow medium um and it's kind of the same thing with a with zombie movies I mean a lot of the stuff you, you know that's actually literally lifted right out without being a parody like Shaun of the Dead right Shaun of the Dead is you know yeah, specifically par- looking yes
0: you're actually making fun of mm-hmm. those instances and that's right. what the point of a parody is and eventually all genres devolve to parody sure and that's what we learn in film school in film school what do they talk about uh, when, and I didn't go to film school. I went to a school that taught video production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a difference between between the two, slightly. Today, there's not much difference. But you know, 10, 15 years ago, there was a difference. When you went to film school, what did they talk about when you're writing your scripts and this borrowing ideas and, and homage and, and archetype and, and ripping off? Did they cover you know, that
1: stuff at they, all? They didn't really talk about homages or ripping off. They, they really tried to sit us down and strip away a lot of our preconceived notions of, like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to write this movie and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be like this and like that. It's going like to be that. Dog Day Afternoon. Basically. Because a lot of people were coming in and they were trying they, – they they came into school and they were going to rewrite Raging Bull or they were going to write Dog Day Afternoon. Right. Or some other movie with Al Pacino in it. Right. Right. Um, and and they were just like, oh, man, I have this great movie. And, you know, they they really worked at Northwestern to kind of sit us down and say, okay, here's the skeleton of a movie. Here's what a movie needs to have. It doesn't have to be that same movie. You can analyze what you like about that movie. Right. And then... um,
0: So, but if you analyze what you like about the movie and you try to incorporate some of those same themes, but you twist them around, is that still... Oh, this is oh, this is Dog Day Afternoon all over again.
1: No, okay. Because um, when you strip it down to the very basics, then uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, ev- in that case, if you stripped everything down to the archetype, everything has then been everything told. is exactly right. the same, and that's right. fine. The problem is when the details are the same, right? So, uh, did you guys talk about pitching?
0: Your movie ideas in a class. So, what what did your instructors tell you about going in and and the thirty second pitch? Someone says, "Well, tell me what it's like." Right. And what if I said, and this is again copyright two thousand eight? Well, actually, copyright two thousand four. Steven Schleicher can't steal this idea. It's a zombie kung fu western. It's like uh, uh, a a Shanghai Noon meets Deadwood meets uh, Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead.
1: What do they say about pitching an idea like that? Well, and that's that's one of the basic ways of pitching an idea. This meets this. Right. And that's the thing. You're trying to get... You're trying to straddle that line between familiarity and originality. Right. Um, I think a zombie oh, yeah. kung
0: fu western would be
1: out of the ballpark. Copyright
0: Steven Schleicher, 2004. <laughs> this is an idea I had four years ago.
1: My idea. Don't steal it. Yeah. They're getting... Gonna I'm going to somebody's going to steal it. So zombie kung fu western, right? How many zombie kung fu westerns do you know? There's none of them. Exactly. So that would be a valid pitch, right? Coming in, if I was, if I went to Marvel and I was going to, let's say I was going to pitch heroes to Marvel, right? I couldn't do it. But I'd DC like, has heroes in a hardcover. Did you know that? Do they? Yeah, yeah. I've got a copy here, but that's because it's basically a novelization of the TV show. Uh, or, it's uh, actually other stories oh, about the characters, other random stories. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But if I, you know, if I went to Marvel and I was like, okay, a group of people are born different. They have this gene. Yeah, and they kick you out. Yeah, they'd be like, "Uh, dude, we've been doing that since the '60s." Right. You know, if you if you can't take that idea and pitch it, and pitch it to the same company, uh-huh. like you could go, you know, whoever did, uh, um, you know, Kung Fu Hustle, right? You could pitch Zombie Kung Fu Western to them, right? Because Kung Fu Hustle had no zombies, and they'd right. be like, yeah, awesome, yeah, 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 you okay. know, that kind of thing.
0: All right, so Stephen Chow, look out! I'm I'm coming to you. Yep. With my Kung Fu Zombie Western, believe me, get Jet Li or Jackie Chan in there. Throw in a uh, 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 maybe not a Vince Vaughn, but a a good leading role guy, mm-hmm. and throw in a, an Indian curse and zombies coming to attack a town. Throw in some humor, some hot hot uh, women. That's the movie right there.
1: Yep. Are you sold, Rodrigo? I'm totally. You're sold You're gonna give me a
0: it. couple million for this now? Oh yeah. All right, Hollywood, here I come.
2: Stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you. I don't care if the Hulk could defeat the.